Twitter handle at religion of woke. Are you far right? Or is that just disinformation? Or maybe you should just go do some shoplifting anyways to pay for your drug habit and then have an abortion. So I was talking about the Proud Boys and how Wikipedia calls them far right because whatever, because other people call them far right. And currently, far right just means someone you don't like. You don't like someone, you call them far right. And, you know, if you do it enough, maybe you can get them kicked off the internet. But I'd like to propose a new definition. This is for far right and far left. You know, I think far right, that should be reserved for people who are on the right. Doesn't matter how... Well, anyways, it doesn't matter their beliefs. They just have to be on the right, you know, basically not on the left. And they've used violence. And I think the same thing for far left should be uh, any person on the left who's used violence. You know, and I, I thought about and rejected. You could say like, well, let's, go, let's just say far left. It's a little more amusing, but it obviously this applies to far right. But you could say anyone who's on the left has used violence or calls for violence. But uh, no, I don't think calls for violence, they should not count. That ain't enough. There's, there's very little real violence, you know, in a country of 330 million people. So whatever, we need to get down to the real, you know, the actual violent people. You know, if, if, if someone's really calling for violence, then presu presumably pretty soon they will, do some, they will do some actual violence. And then you can call them far left at that point. You know, there's no hurry. And because, you know, like currently, far right, that just means someone you don't like. Um, if you say calls, you know, calling for violence uh, makes that threshold of being called far right, then that just means you're going you're gonna to look at them and say, oh, they're calling for violence. You know, I mean, if you have to, you, you can say silence is violence, right? So boom, everyone on the right is now far right because silence is violence. So, you know, the definition of a word only matters... Uh, you know, I believe, what am I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a descriptive language person, so the definition of word is decided by the people who use that word, so. America, which unfortunately is not listening to me, uh, should do what I say here, should do what I recommend. You know, then when you hear about some far right people or some far left people doing whatever, you're like, oh, these people ain't no joke. This isn't just long-haul Trump derangement syndrome writers talking about people they hate. These, this is, these are real violent people. Anyways, by my uh, new definition, uh, the Proud Boys would be far right, Antifa would be far left. Um, I think a lot of Proud Boys and a lot of Antifa don't, e don't actually have very many political opinions. But uh, whatever, you just... But they do violence, so good enough. You can call them far right, far, far left. I'm sure there's socialists in the Proud Boys who think that, you know, America should provide health care. And I'm sure there's people in, in Antifa that, you know, don't want the Second Amendment uh, reversed and all their guns taken away. But it's good enough. You know, I guess we can, we can argue over whether or not someone's right or left. But I think that the far right and the far left thing, we should just do what I say there. Do what I say, America, not what I do. You know, so is my idea on this is this you know is this because I am the only rational, impartial person in the world today? Well, I mean, obviously the answer to that is yes. 
But, you know, it'll be a nice punch in the nose to the line media when they can't use far right, when they uh, have no other, you know, they have no specific examples against some person or some group. They won't be able to just say, oh, you're far right, and then be like, oh, I dunked on them. No, they're going to have to have a, whatever, they're going to have to have proof and examples. I mean, basically, probably 999 out of a thousand times that the corporate media currently uses the term far right. Those will all disappear. Ha ha, got you, you dumb media. So the Slate Money podcast has a guy on, I guess his name is Jeff Bernstein, to talk about disinformation. And, like, Slate Money's a good podcast. Um, it's not super woke. The host is not woke. I mean, they have they have people on there who provide the woke narrative, but the main guy doesn't do that. Makes me think of a friend of mine. Um, he is... Whatever, he, he's high up in the financial services industry. And he was saying, this is, this is years ago. This is years ago back when, uh, you know, people on the left told the truth and people on the right lied. Before the big flip since Donald Trump. But he was talking about the Wall Street Journal. So the Wall Street Journal is considered a, well, it's on the right. It's on the right more than, you know, the New York Times or something. And, you know, there's an idea that, you know, people who really, the people who really want the truth are the people who are making decisions about investments. You know, it's like, I don't, you know, I don't need to hear that Donald Trump's terrible. I need to hear the truth so that my investment will go up or whatever the equivalent of Donald Trump was, you know, over the last 50 years or 100 years. I don't need to hear the Vietnam War is good or the Vietnam War is bad. I need to hear the truth so I know which uh, defense contractor stocks to buy. But in any case, so my buddy who was high up in the financial industry, he uh, made a funny comment once. He's like, the editorials in the Wall Street Journal are right on, but the articles are way off base. Like basically he liked the viewpoint of the editorials and he didn't like the viewpoint of the articles. And in any case, that's because like editorial, that's where, you know, that's where the Wall Street Journal can say stuff that ain't true. And then the articles, uh, like I was saying, those have to be true because people are betting money on stocks and bonds and blah, blah. And so that part has to be true. People need that to be true. And so that's how it was. You know, like I'm a 2010 liberal or 2000 liberal. Well, back in two, this, this conversation is probably from about 2000. So back in 2000, that was when the left, you know, the so-called left, I mean, the left was moderate. The left was actually the center and the right were the liars. Anyways, what is now the left and back then what was the center, they were the ones that told the truth. So it was just funny. So this buddy, my buddy, who's kind of a little bit right wing, he's like, he didn't like the true facts. He liked the made up facts in the editorial section. And then, you know, nowadays, pretty much since Trump got elected and especially, especially since George Floyd got murdered, um, all the centrist media outlets uh, became crazy left, and it'd be fine if you're, if you're, you know, it's fine if you're like, I want to give money to the poor, but that's not the kind of left they became. They became, I want to lie about Donald Trump. Like, that's the new left. The new left doesn't help no poor person. It just lies a bunch. And I want to say the cops are the problem. Oh, shit, they're actually the solution. Well, uh, never mind that. Never mind that. Nothing to see here. Anyways, the podcast, they're talking about disinformation. 
And I think currently, you know, people people don't wouldn't people will not like this, but the real the real current definition of disinformation is information that I don't like. And they're talking about like the you know here's here's one way of putting how the media lied. Um, they were they were combating disinformation. Like you know that's what that's what the media's been doing for five years. They've been combating disinformation. You know like Russian bots or getting Trump elected, and we got to combat that disinformation. But anyways, apparently they did some studies, and so if you go you know if you go to academia and find out what the real truth about well whatever the current best knowledge on disinformation is basically what I just said. It's that um, the media, in the name of combating disinformation, hasn't been doing anything good or valorous. They've just been using their biases to try and get rid of information they do not like. So to kind of continue with the example of the Russians, um, you know, taking good normal Americans and making them believe a bunch of conspiracy theories or whatever, whatever you know, that's not true, right? None of that is true. Um, anyways, but continuing with that example, that's a useful thing for people to think. It's like, like the guy's like, you know, remember when Big Tobacco was like, oh, tobacco doesn't cause cancer, right? Like they were fighting, they were, you know, whatever, they were lying because they knew they would lose money if it's found out that tobacco causes cancer. Well, you know, why isn't Facebook, etc., fighting back and saying, oh, we're not spreading disinformation. The reason why is because Facebook, they want advertisers and everyone to think that Facebook is incredibly powerful. You can just take, you know, Facebook can just take a normal person and turn them into a crazy Trump deranged lunatic or whatever. Not a Trump derangement syndrome lunatic, although that happened, but you know, someone who loves Trump, a, a Trump loving lunatic. There you go. Facebook's like, oh, we can take a normal person and turn him into a Trump-loving lunatic. And that means, you know, hey, uh, Pampers, if you advertise your diapers on Facebook, you're going to sell a ton of diapers. I mean, just think, if we can turn a normal person into a, into a Trump-loving lunatic, we can turn a normal person into a Pampers-buying mom. No problem. That's easy. And so it turns out that that ain't true. They did a study that compared, um, whatever, online advertising stuff versus... Um, campaign TV ads? And the answer is, neither one of them <laughs> changes barely anyone's mind, but in any case, uh, online ads change people's mind less than TV ads, which is basically zero on both. You know, and then the media, they're like, it was a useful, it was a useful thing to lie about, to lie and say it was true. Oh yeah, the Russians are making Trump-loving lunatics through the internet. Because, you know, otherwise they'd have to like, look at themselves and be like, oh, all the stuff we support is hurting the working class. You know, like, we want more immigration. Oh, that's hurting the working class. We want to defund the police. Oh, shoot, that's killing black people. We stand for transgender rights. Oh, sexual perverts are going into the women's section and showing off their willies, etc. Yeah, may as well mention that here, but, um, so the We Spa um, rumbles. I was watching someone and they called Antifa versus Proud Boys or whoever. It's a rumble. So you know, like if you know, rumble in the Bronx, or if you think of a West Side Story where the they'd sing a song, the two gangs, the what was it, the Jets and the 
I forget, maybe the Cobras? Anyways, the two gangs, they'd, like, they'd, they'd come out there, they'd be singing a song as they're going down the streets of uh, the Bronx. And, you know, like someone would have a, whatever, they'd be fighting with their fists and then someone would get out a knife and I'd be like, oh no, they've got a knife. Anyways, that's a rumble. That's a word I love. I'm going to start using the word rumble more often. But, so these gang rumbles, you know, means a street fight. Um, people on the left, so-called, and people on the right, so-called, uh, getting together doing these street fights. And so one of the ones that they've been street fighting about was, right now it's September 2021, so maybe a month or two ago, was at this place called the Wee Spa, I think W-I, in um, L.A., Los Angeles. And what it was is there was a trans, a so-called, you know, I'll give you the punchline soon enough. There was a so-called transgender person going into the women's section where there was women and underage women, otherwise known as girls, and walking around uh, with their penis out. Like, that's all we knew for like... For a couple months, that's all we knew. Then there's some Christian group standing outside and saying, don't let transgender people put their penis in the face of a young girl. Uh, then Antifa showed up, and they were attacking the, I think, Christians or whatever. And then I think some sort of proud boy types were showing up and attacking Antifa, and there's just a bunch of fighting, and cops were involved, and blah, blah. But anyways, we now know more. Remember, a woman can be called a dude, so... Anyways, so this dude, we, we know more about the dude who was going in there with their willy hanging out. And apparently it was partially erect. It was not just dangling like normal. Uh, they were enjoying this stuff. And they'd done it before. So like this is a person who uh, I think had been charged with indecent exposure before. So... I mean, I'm sure they're mentally ill, but is their mental illness they like to just show off their willy and they're pretending to be transgender or maybe both or who knows what? I mean, I saw a picture of the person. It's just a real scummy looking person. I think they have long hair, but you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it was a woman. I don't know. But long story short, anyone who's out there uh, in support of that dude, whatever, I hope they get their ass kicked. So Slate Money's talking about this new... Uh, kind of shoplifting we got going on where people can sell what they steal on the internet. And so Felix made an interesting comment. He's the host. I love that guy, Felix Salmon. Um, he was saying the second wave of Black Lives Matter, I don't know if he used the word riots. Anyways, the second wave of stuff after George Floyd had a bunch of looting. And so I have not heard of multiple waves of what I would call riots, but... Anyways, I'm going I'm to keep my ear out for the idea that it went up and then down and back up. I never heard that. But anyways, all that looting, what the what happened was, is people like went to Gucci stores or Saks Fifth Avenue or whatever, and they just stole a whole bunch of high-end clothing. You know, you break the window out of a Saks Fifth Avenue, and you steal everything you get your hands on out of there. In the old days, you'd be like, well, whatever, you got yourself a real nice purse, but who cares? Nowadays, you can turn around and sell that purse on the internet, on Amazon or eBay, uh, you know, for 90 cents on the dollar. Maybe even for full-on price, 100, you know, 100 pennies on the dollar. So, you know, it really incentivizes you to go, go loot that stuff. And then Emily, she's the, she's the woke perspective on Slate Money. And 
she's talking about how people are stealing from CVS, you know, just whatever, your local drugstore. And she's very happy. She's very chipper. She's like, oh, the only person that hurts is CVS. She's very happy. I think, you know, she's like these uh, woke prosecutors we got nowadays. Who are like, uh, the way to help black people is to stop prosecuting shoplifting. Because, you know, a disproportionate number of shoplifters are black. If you never heard of that stuff, trust me. And so that's how we're going to help these black people. We're going to let them shoplift. Like in California, I think under $950, whatever, the cops will not touch you. So don't steal more than $950. And, you know, I think if you steal $951, whatever, you're still getting away scot-free. And the other thing they're laughing about is that um, Amazon is talking about opening up warehouse stores, so like Walmarts or Costco's. And so then you can go shoplift from Amazon and then sell your shoplifted goods on Amazon. They thought that was pretty funny. But here's the downside, the downside that they don't think of. You know, they love black people and they are going to get black people destroyed with all their love. Is that... You know, and any other criminals, poor people, anyone who else is doing the shoplifting stuff. Shoplifting, first off, why do you do it? Well, probably to pay for your drug habit. I mean, you know, it's not a fun way to make a living, even if it's, even if the cops won't prosecute you. It's still not fun to walk into a store, just start grabbing armloads of goods off the shelf and throwing it into a garbage bag, as some videos have shown. And that's, you know, that's the thing to notice is that I've watched videos of these crazy shoplifters and a lot of times they turn out to be black. So whatever, if you care about that person and you want them to turn around their life, who knows, they may have kids that they should be taking care of, you know, maybe they're, they got an ailing mother that they should go uh, visit. Well, you know, if you make your life shoplifting, whatever, you're on the wrong path. You're not on the right track. You're on the wrong path. But basically, yeah, people think it's a good idea lately. You know, it's like, we'll defund the police. Oh, whoops, we just killed a bunch of black people. Let's legalize shoplifting. Oh, shoot, we just sent a whole bunch of black people down the wrong path, and we just we screwed up their lives for the next several years. All right, there we go. Just had to get out a little anti-wokeness there. It was kind of like a furball. So Slate Money's talking about uh, the new uh, abortion law in Texas. And he makes a pretty damn interesting point. Like the big woke corporations are not coming out and saying nothing. At least not yet. I don't know. It's been, it's, I think it's been in place for a few days now. Like, you know, a few years ago, uh, North Carolina had a bathroom bill where they said that trans women or whatever. What they basically is like trans women, people born as men, uh, cannot go use the uh, women's bathroom. And I think, like, the NCAA basketball canceled their tournament. Um, tons of companies were like, whatever, came out against it and were like, we're not going to, we're not going to invest in your state, so on and so forth. I think they rescinded the law or it wasn't, anyways, I think that law went away for some reason. But anyways, people ain't doing that with Texas now. And Felix, oh, Felix, why do you, why you got to get woke on me? He's like, oh, this is because uh, male executives don't care about abortion. Like, they're all pro-choice, but they don't care about abortion. But that is obviously, whatever, that ain't true, because the obvious answer is Texas. Texas is hot. Like, you know, you can piss off North Carolina. You don't have your, you know, 
whatever, because who cares? But, uh, you know, like right now, California company after California company is like moving their headquarters to Texas. Like Texas is hot. They're the hottest state in the nation right now. So if you're a woke company and it won't cost you nothing, then you'll come out and take a woke stance. But, you know, if it's going to have any any real effect on you, uh, then you don't do it. And so I guess it'll be nice. I hope... Whatever. Can the Wokesters, can the Wokesters ever do anything good? I hope the Wokesters go on Twitter and start calling all these companies racist uh, for staying in Texas. That would be awesome. I mean, that would just be a... Whatever. Either either get nice revenge on these stupid woke companies, or the woke companies can show that they're not really woke, which would be a nice uh, revenge on the Wokesters. So either way, I love it. Or maybe they'll, you know, maybe everyone just keeps their mouth shut. Uh, this isn't the time. Keep your powder dry. Keep your powder dry for Trump 2024.